podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system deal. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers Transfer Agenda Show. I'm your host, Keith Lunka, and tonight I'm joined by a couple of familiar faces and one new face. So, Grizz, how are you? I'm all right, pal. Not too bad. Yourself? Good, good, Grizz. You're looking very lean. Has anyone told you that lately? Yeah, a few people have said a few things, you know. Yeah. But, but, we, keep go- but we keep going. We keep going. We don't yeah. stop. No, we don't let little things like that derail, derail no, the, uh, no. the Day Trippers steam just- train. You know, have you noticed I was giving Gav advice? I mean, was you actually, none of you is proud of me. Like I was giving Gav advice on how to sort of shed a few pounds. Do you remember he was asking us? And, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm going on there in the top right. Is that the Lewis about five star? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Shawnee Lawson. I joined by Shawnee as usual. Shawnee, how are you? Good, mate. Good. Good. Looking forward to tonight's show. Excellent stuff, excellent stuff. And we're joined, delighted to be joined by Darren Whelan for the first time. Darren, how are you? Good, Keith. Cheers, lads. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to tonight's show. No, not at all. It's a pleasure. Good to have no, you that's on. All right. That's all right. You'll get used to it. That's all right. That's the catchphrase <laughs> yeah. that we have for everything. So you just have to that's learn all right. to that one. That's all right. <laughs> um, all right. That's it. So look, we've got um, an action-packed show as usual tonight. We'll have Liverpool talk. We'll have talk about our uh, transfers that, you know, may or may not impact on Liverpool's season. And we will get started on um, one thing I want to talk about first is news that broke today about Rian Brewster possibly staying on. Um, Shawnee, what have you made of the news that Brewster may not be leaving after all and may be kept around? Well, if it's true, I'm delighted because... uh... To be honest, which I was a little bit worried about after Klopp's comments against Salzburg and obviously what happened last Saturday in the Charity Shield, Community Shield game, whatever you want to call it. It didn't look great for him. I thought there was a chance, there was a lot of noise coming out that clubs wanted him on a permanent deal. So I was starting to worry a little bit because I think Bruce is one of the players who definitely deserves a chance in this setup. And um, look, there's a few frivolous links today, but Really hope it's true because I think, given his chance, uh, he will shine at Liverpool. I think it's the best place for him to be this coming season. 
Yeah, excellent stuff. Um, Darren, I'll come to you now. Uh, what have you made of that news? Is it something that you would be happy about or would you be interested in seeing him being loaned out for the experience? No, very pleased, Keith. I think he deserves his chance. Uh, what I love about Brewster is he's very unpredictable. Obviously, he's a nightmare goal. He's very creative and he's done great in pre-season so far. Three goals in two games. Um, there's not much more you can ask him, the kid. Um, he's done great last season at Swansea. If he was going to go on loan this season, I was probably tipping him to go to Leeds, a young, youthful attacking team. Um, but it's great that he's staying. He'd be great backup. I'd have him in there ahead of Origi as to come in and replace any of the lads because obviously the drop-off at the moment in class, especially at the top end of the field, is a lot. So, yeah, happy days, Keith Deloitte, to hear he is staying and hopefully that is true. Yeah, excellent stuff, Chris. What do you make of these links? Are you, uh, do you believe it'll be the case, or are you a fan of this? I'm not getting excited yet. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I, I hope it's true, as we've discussed. Um, you know, we think he's much. He's very much needed around the squad. I think he'll get game time. I think, especially with the, with with Klopp flirting with the formation changes, it would suit him. Uh, it would give more options for him to get games. Again, I reiterate, and probably in the chat, people will kick off with me, but I think he's more useful than Divock. I know Divock has scored some iconic goals, but he's just, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to go back on Divock. But yeah, in terms of Brewster, I read it somewhere on the internet. I don't know if it's true. I still doubt if it's true. I still think if a, if a, if a Premier League club comes with some sort of um, a loan offer with game time guaranteed, I think he'll be off. But if he stays, I think he's great. I do really think he's great. And I think he's, he's at a stage where he needs a, a vote of confidence from Klopp more than anything. You know, if he gets sent out three loans in three years, we know, we, we discussed the second loan was based around his injury and his recovery. So that's fair enough. We disregard that maybe. But if he gets sent out and we don't, and we're not bringing in an attacker, then I think that may well be curtains for his for his Liverpool career, in my opinion. Yeah, I think we've all said before that, I would speak for myself, I don't want to speak for you, but um, we've mentioned before that maybe a year challenging in the first team, training every day with the first team, getting used to the way Klopp wants mm. to play will probably be more of a benefit to to Brewster at this stage of his development than another loan. And I know some people are split on that and think, now loan him out and let him play every week. But, you know, it's one thing playing for, let's say, Chris Wilder at Sheffield United. It's a different thing playing for Klopp at Liverpool. So maybe it is best to to keep him there and yeah. uh, see how he can develop, you know. Cause, so it, it's one to watch. It's, it's very interesting. I... Myself, I'd be well into keeping them there. I know we've said at Divock's expense, and no one likes digging out our own players. I'm not a fan of it, but I think, um, and I'm not going to, and a little, I'll give him a little dig out, but I just think Divock can be a bit too, um, a bit too laissez faire or something. You know, he's a bit too, bit too lax. You know, he scored, as Grace said, he scored some iconic goals, but he, he just doesn't impress with his, his, all around, all around game, and I think uh, Brewster can offer a bit more. But sure, look, we we'll wait and see. Like you said, it's it's a tenuous enough link, but it's one that will be one to watch and could impact on other business that we might do um, in the front line as well. But before we move on to other links, 
I'll come to Darren again. Um, the the other fringe players that we have, I know we talk about this all the time on the show, and nothing seems to be happening yet. But can you see any moves developing um, for any of the guys on the fringe? Um, the, you know, the Cardius, Gruyich, any of these lads? Can you see anything doing with them, or is it everyone just holding there, holding fire at the moment? Uh, I hope so, Keith. I think Grujic will definitely, I would imagine he'd be sold. Carius, he'd be sold in this window. Ijari, I think, just went, didn't he, recently? Yeah. So, um, look, there's a couple of quid to be made there. Harry Wilson, like, I'd assume we'd get at least 30, 35 million for Wilson and um, Grujic. I know if Bournemouth had a step up this season, wasn't there a clause for um, Wilson? We would have gotten, was it 20, 20 million from yeah. So... I mean that would have been great. So it's a pity they did go down, and he's he has to. There's, I know there's alternatives, but I don't know who um who's gonna buy him either. I mean, if he's not taking free kicks, you know, at Liverpool, if he was to stay, he's not going to be getting a look in, is he at all? Um, I know he'd be another probably half decent to come on for the front three midfield lads. But I, I think his time's up. I definitely do. And I know I was watching BT Sport there at the end of the season with Liverpool and Burnley and Wilson was on it um, giving analysis and that at the game. And he had said, uh, look, if he does go to Liverpool this summer, he's not kept on, then his chances are gone. So I think they will be. Carrius definitely and Grujic, he's been longed out the last four or five seasons. Don't see him playing this season. And I think they have to move on and to enhance and prove the team we already have there, you know. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that we will need to do. Shawnee, what do you make of the the links going out? Or are we being optimistic with our projections for what we can get for the players? Uh, I think the projections in terms of what we can bring in for the players, I think the club need to soften their stance a little bit um, because we will struggle to shift players for the price that we're asking. I've seen there's 20 and 30 million being touted for each of the lads, but you can kind of go looking for bargains and then when someone comes to, to buy one of your players, expect top dollar. There has to be a compromise here at, at some stage. And I understand people talk about this is the FSG mentality and Michael Edwards is really good at his job. But the fact of the matter is Michael Edwards is not the only fucking person in world football that's good at his job in this case. Yeah. That's why I think a lot of these clubs are waiting in the long grass to see what happens. Us because the longer this goes on, the value will depreciate the layer that goes into the window because they are subject to requirement. We don't need them. That's the thing with them. They club clubs like whoever who's been Newcastle, Leeds, Bournemouth, the likes of them, they know Wilson's not gonna play yeah. for our Liverpool next season. Even if he stayed, he'd probably end up being one of them senior players that goes down and plays for the twenty threes. Grewich with Genie going and Thiago coming in, you could make an argument that there actually might be room in the squad for a Grewich. That might be. But even then, I think the club will cash in. Um, just talking that Phillips going, I think before the end of the window, there's what, a month now left. I'd say, I can see four or five going out and possibly three coming in, maybe even four. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Grizz, what do you make of the exit situation? I thought I, I don't know if you guys read read an article from uh, our beloved Echo uh, about Harry Wilson and saying the decision is the title was the decision has been made. Klopp is keeping Wilson. I don't know if you guys came across it. I thought it was a load of Biloxi, really. Basically, no. smell it and ward off this one. Absolute Biloxi, mate. There's no chance. Uh, 
no chance Harry Wilson is uh, part of Klopp's plans. Um, but I agree with with Shawnee and Darren what they said. Really, basically, I mean, uh, it's a matter of sort of it's a cat and mouse situation. It's, it's just like how we're sort of uh, watching the market very carefully. Plan lots of planning going on behind, but it's all about sort of uh, you know one domino sort of to fall fall into place, and that's and that's all it's going to take. Um, all the players that you guys mentioned, they're not staying. Um, I like Carius. I don't know if Carius was mentioned. Carius is nah, definitely <laughs> definitely off. They should they should just release him? To be honest, I don't know, I don't nah. know how much it costs. Nah, oh, let's, let's get let's get let's get three million for him. Come on, two three million. Um, uh, yeah, Nat Phillips was linked away today. Apparently, Bristol City are the sort of hot favourites for him. Yeah. So probably about his level, maybe maybe a couple of million there. It's just a matter of lowering our expectations. We're, listen, we're playing we're playing the same game everyone else is, whereas sort of where, where we went in for Jamal Lewis and quoted 20 million, well, of course, we're going to be quoting, you know, the likes of Gridge and Wilson, 20 million as well, 25 million. You know, as uh, who was it? So Alex Ferguson famously said about uh, Charlie Adam, Harry Wilson's free kicks are worth 10 million alone. Do you know what I mean? So let's get it right. Yeah. You know, our predictions are about it. Yeah, it is oh. true. I mean, he scored a lot of goals. Uh, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. He got um, 18 for Derby or something in the season. He was there and he's got seven for Bournemouth. Deadly. Deadly from free kicks. Deadly from set pieces. I think he's a, he's a... I said it on another pod. I think Harry Wilson is a brilliant championship player. Yeah. And to be fair, um, they're valuable. You know what I mean? The championship clubs because yeah. that Premier League promotion money is massive. And someone like Harry Wilson in your team and you're in the mix... He can be the difference maker on the day, you know what I mean? I just don't think he's going to get in at Liverpool. I think he'd be a good to decent Premier League player, but a really good Championship player. See, the yeah. thing is, I, I, I think he wasn't on the last week's show. I did say that we have got a 13 million bid from Bournemouth for him, which we were happy with. I know yeah. we've been saying 15, 20, but we were okay with that. But he's apparently not happy with going down to the Championship, which is a slight stumbling block. But that may change. That may change. Hopefully, he realizes. Look, everyone else is not giving any cash for him. I know the likes of Newcastle have been linked with him, but it's all loan offers, and it's really time for him to go now. Like, I don't want to sound like that fella from Arsenal fan TV again, <laughs> but it's time to go. You know. So, yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's. Um, I think fifteen million is very decent. I don't think we're being too greedy on Wilson. Gruich, Gruich is a weird one. You know exactly what Shawnee says. You know, there could be space for him in this in the squad, you'd think, especially in a cramped season. But nothing shows me that A Klopp rates him or values him since Buvac has gone, he hasn't had a look in, right? Because it was Buvac's recommendation. And B, Gruich, I don't know if his heart is still at Liverpool. You know, you, you saw his performances. It wasn't someone who really believes that his future lies with the Liverpool. So and then again, you know, he's got more of a name in Germany. Do you know, a lot of people rate mm. him over in Germany. So yeah. ho- hopefully someone give us about 20 million for him as well. And Bob's our uncle there as well. So, you know, I think we can make... I know Gav likes doing the the, the add-ups in terms of how much we can make through sales. But I think 60, 60 million is not a, a stretch, you know, for us. I think we can easily make 60 million. Yeah, when you think of, you know... 
the players that we we probably never even consider as as Darren touched on a Jardy getting sold there earlier three and a half million. Um, exactly. Nat Phillips being linked heavily away, you, you'll probably get similar money for him as well. And they're the little ones that add up, you know. So that the the kitty can can start to build and build. But it will be interesting. I mean, something that I would nearly consider would be the determination of Cardius's contract because if we need to make space in the squad and he's taken up a non-homegrown space. Great point. Well, not going to, like, yeah. no one's going to rush in and buy him. He's going to be one that's the that deadline day job that we'd be giving away on loan again. And he loan and loan until his contract it's, runs out. It, it's a potential bog time we have on our hands there, to yeah. be honest. Really uh, is. That man gives me the goosebumps. <laughs> I, I think we're being a bit harsh. I think he's... Absolutely. He's, it's a bit of a pro- it's a bit more positive than Bogdan, but I know what you're saying. I think I think I think two three million in the last week will do us fine. But you raise a very good point, Keith. Sorry, I interrupted you. You raise no, a no, very good point. I felt it was a good one, Grizzly. I felt it was a good one. I'm glad I brought it up and it's got legs. It's got legs. Scott Let's write it down. We'll tweet it later. Um, <laughs> the reason the reason I'm bringing this one up, and I'll, I'll let one of you guys answer. We're strongly linked with a Brazilian keeper as well um, from Fluminense. The understudy to Allison's brother Muriel. Uh, I don't know Tetuglia or something. His name is. Has anyone heard about this one, Darren? Have you heard any news on this Brazilian goalkeeper that's linked? No, I've heard a little bit on social media, but I haven't looked at into a Keith. Um, I I don't know. I know we signed the young Spanish keeper today for um. I don't know actually what the fee was, but he's come in. If you've heard of that one, did you? Come in I, I think he was on. He was training with them. I didn't hear he joined. We yeah. we have a lot of young keepers. Yeah, we seem to be farming young keepers at the club at the moment for some yeah. reason. I don't know well, why. We, we cut trade them, didn't we? We cut trade them there at the end of the season. Yeah, because they got a Polish lad as well, and yeah. I think yeah. it was a Czech lad as well that was on. So I don't yeah. know. They, I don't know. Maybe they'll just give us. Maybe they'll just give an actor break something to do. I don't think there's any yeah. training in Allison. Um, well, that's it. But I know this guy, Grizzly. Have you heard anything about this young fella that's been the Brazilian guy? No, but he's very highly thought of, and apparently yeah. it's it's sort of uh, uh, you know a recommendation of of the great man himself, Alison. Yeah, um, that's what I've heard. So if Alison is saying that you know this is uh, someone to keep an eye on, then yeah, why wouldn't we look into it? But if only says I don't get this. We've got so many great sort of under twenty one keepers, and I'm talking, you know, some of the best around. But yeah, that Polish fellow we got. You know, Grabada, Grabada is very highly rated. Very no, but even the one we've signed younger than him, Sean. A young lad. Yeah, young lad. You know, fuck off if you think I'm going to say his name or try <laughs> to say his name. But he's, but he's the Polish fella. He's, he's uh, apparently he's so highly rated as well and so highly thought of. So I know, um, you know, I know we've got. It doesn't make sense. I mean, this this Fluminense keeper is very strongly linked. It's not a. It's not a, just a name in the air, yeah. just, you know, it's, it's apparently it's happening. Mm. And uh, apparently... Mate, sort of, the, can I ask a question about this Brazilian fella? Yeah. Is his name just Simon? Like, does he have a second name? Yeah, no, Simon. Simon. If, he, if, he's just now, if he's just known as Simon, then I want to sign him. That's normally a good no. sign. You know what I mean? Just, wait, are you wearing on your other way, you know? No, no. You're not guess Simon. <laughs> Grizz, we are talking about Christopher Ayard, you're on the night, and Grizz kept calling him Simon. Oh, you're fucking winding me up. What's his name? Grizz kept calling him Simon I was actually watching the show myself. Yeah. 
So every you player know, was Simon. Simon. Do you know, since I've done that podcast, do you know how many parents have named their children Simon overnight? You'd be, you'd be amazed. <laughs> Simon you is a very unpopular name. But this fella, this fella, um, apparently he's good, man. Apparently they're saying, you know, we're looking straight sort of next season or two into sort of being the understudy to Alison. I don't think that yeah, will happen. Yeah, I read that. I did read did that. that. Yeah. So we're going to have... Someone said Simon the kid, we Billy the kid. And yeah. to be fair, Laura of Averages, if you sign another goalkeeper with the name Simon, the chances are he's not going to be as shite as Mignolet. So, uh, yeah, I'm all for it, yeah. That's a big oh, thing yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but let's see. That's I mean, an upgrade. Yeah, it's definitely an upgrade. Fucking hell, definitely. But, um, but uh, you know, personally, I know you guys are not the biggest fans of him. And you guys probably know more about him than me being Irish. The Irish fella, you know, Kelleher. I, I, I went to a League Cup game against MK, MK Dons. And, and do you know what? I liked him. He was ve- And the main thing I liked about him was for a young keeper, his composure, it stood out a mile. I'm telling you, I know he's made the odd mistake here and there. But, you know, what? Com- to be composed playing for Liverpool at any level at such a young age, I thought, I thought, you know, and we look for composure. You know, for example, the, the, one of the main things we love about Alisson is his aura of sort of calmness he brings. Total fucking opposite of Carrius and Mignolet. Do you know what I mean? Um, but but this guy, yeah, I don't know, you know, apparently he's very good as well. But I, I know he's coming for a bit of criticism. I don't know what you guys think of him. Um, he's a fair kill. Yeah, kill. Yeah. I, I think his quality he's obviously as Chris yeah. said there he's um he's a very he's a young lad he's confident cool calm collected if I if he had been at Liverpool a couple of years ago he would have gotten more of an opportunity but obviously with Alisson there at the getting in the late transfer of Adrian to start the last season he was going to be given game time ahead of him because of his experience so yeah. I just think it's been a bit unfortunate for Kelleher but um, yeah he's he certainly won that possibly for the future but We'll we'll just see how it goes, run. But I would like to see him being given a chance a bit more. But I know that's that's not easy. Where obviously Allison and Adrian knocking about, you know. That's true, Shawnee. Do you think Kelleher is one that may have benefited from staying around the squad, in the sense that we're saying about you know Brewster might benefit. It's something that, as you touched on there, we've yeah. ranked the goalkeepers and Grabara was highly rated. Well, he got moved on to Huddersfield and other loans, whereas Kelleher stayed around and they worked, seemed to work on his distribution and things yeah, like that. Is it exactly? Him? Yeah, 100% because I think th- there's like a different types of goalkeepers, as you see in the game. You have someone like a Neuer who's really commanding, brilliant shot stopper. Then you have all other different types of goalkeepers. But the thing is with Allison is sort of like Allison and Ederson are like specialists, and Ter Stegen as well comes into yeah. that where basically like. They, they can act as a, another outfield player if you need them because they can break lines with that pass and they can, they're can they just so good. That distribution is unbelievable that they're complete game changers across the board. Like, how many times have you seen uh, Alisson and Edison taking seven or eight players out of the game with one yeah. ball? You know what I mean? That happens. And to have someone like there, to have Kelleher there from a young age, learning from him, he is only going to get better. Now, it gets to a stage where as a goalkeeper, you need to be playing week in, week out. Now, the thing is with goalkeepers is, you're sort of still a young goalkeeper at 
25, 26, you know what I mean? Your, your career expectancy goes on a little bit longer than, say, a Santamira, another player. Look, Alisson is still relatively young for a goalkeeper, so I think game time will be very limited for Keller as in terms of breaking through and being a mainstay in the Liverpool team because Alisson is going to be around there for a good bit. So if you're this Brazilian lad coming in, what age is he? Oh, he's young. It could be more viable for him to come in and yeah. sit there for Alisson. And by the time he's maybe 22 or 23, he goes straight in there after Alisson. Yeah. Now, this that's completely hypothetical. Uh, whatever happens, I think Kelleher has learned his trade at one of the best clubs in the world. And what, what, what will happen to him at Liverpool is no matter what happens going forward, he will have a great foundation to build a professional career on leaving Liverpool. Yeah, it's very true. It is. It's interesting to see, you know, the development where um, stick the, the benefits of staying in the squad and, and you know going somewhere else. It does have the benefits if it does come down to that for Brewster. So it's just interesting. Uh, I want to move on. Just well, I want to move off Liverpool for a second and just talk about some other transfer stuff going down. And look, Everton, they win the transfer window every year. They're on course to do it again. Grizz, what have you made of Everton's business? It's been quite interesting. Interesting. Um, again, very short-term thinking. Um, 29, 28, I think. Alan and uh, how old is Rodriguez? Something around that, isn't it? But it seems to be uh, seems to be been around a while. Hasn't done anything of note in the last few years. I guess you can say um, injuries has been the reason. Talented player, no doubt. Um, but I don't think Everton is the team for him or this is a league for him. But it's, you know, it's to be seen. I mean, I, I remember saying Gomez won't fit in the Premier League. I said that everyone was going mad about Andre Gomez coming to Everton. I said he's one of the worst players to play for Barcelona. Um, you know, he shows, you know, he shows some good technique, but overall he's a poor player, in my opinion. I think Rodriguez won't do anything. Um, Alan, I think the legs have been run off him about a year ago. I think it's very similar to, this could be controversial, very similar to our Ginny, whereas mm. I think that, you know, he's been in a tremendous servant for Napoli, just like Ginny, our Ginny has. But I think it's at a point where sort of, you know, he's, he's I don't think he's got much left in the tank. Decora is a good sign. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if it's been officially officially mm. confirmed. Has it been? Anyone know if it's officially been confirmed? But I think it's on the. Not officially, Grace. No. Okay, but I think you know if they get that one over the line, especially for the fee that's being touted, twenty million. I think that's probably their best business for a long time because you know, let's face it, they've spent I read somewhere around five to six hundred million in the last six years or whatever. And, you know, to, to, to regularly to spend that much and still finish, you know, not above seventh, you know, it's, it's a it's a poor return, a very poor return. I don't expect mm. them to break the top six or top seven, but but Decore is a decent signing for them. The other two, I know Rodriguez has got a big name in the, on 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 the on the PlayStation games, etc., etc. Yeah, but so I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. 
Um, but yeah, Glacore, if they came over the line, I think that's a decent purchase. Decent purchase. Yeah, Shawnee, I'll come to you. Grizz made a good point there about the age profile of these players. Alan and Hamez are both 29 and Decore is 27. They're good for now. I, do you think it's it's good for Everton to be getting that calibre of player in or do you think it's a risk that they're going for names rather than actually needs, if you know what I mean? I think it, I think it's a higher cl- calibre of player that they've been going to uh, recently. I think Alan is a really good signing. Uh, we were mad for him this yeah. time last year when he played against us in the Champions League. Uh, they need a bit of bite in the midfield, Everton. I think... Uh, I can't re- I haven't really seen what Ancelotti is trying to do since he's gone in there. He's such a good coach, yeah. but I haven't seen any real identity because uh, they were all talking about how he'd revolutionise them and make them hard to beat. But he hasn't really. They still seem to be getting everything results. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's a, it's a bit of a weird one. Uh, Ancel- they are backing him, and I'd say the Everton fans will be happy to see that. But uh, yeah, James Rodriguez. I'm not sure about that. Like when I seen them linked with that lad Gabriel who went to Arsenal, I was thinking, well, maybe they're starting to learn now that they can be they can be sniping players who have played Champions League football for yeah. the likes of Lille and bring them in and probably bring up the levels. James Rodriguez is a complete wild card for me. I think James Rodriguez is one of them players that went to the security skill uh, uh, career path where yeah. he's he was at Real Madrid, <laughs> ended up at Bayern Munich. Then he's been to Monaco and now he's going to end up at everything before his prime years where he probably thinks he's hoping that it went the opposite direction. And James obviously fresh in the memory from what he did for Colombia at the World Cup that time, but nearly two World Cups ago at this stage. Yeah, so uh, uh, it still seems very yeah, scattered yeah. on everything to me. Um, I don't know what other signings they've made in terms of... Uh, defence or attack uh, I really rate uh, Richarlison I can't I, I don't know I just everything are going to be middle of the road again this next season and that's not uh, because they're rivals or anything mm. I just think the top seven top eight are completely out of reach for them at the moment because when you look at what's ahead of them Leicester Wolves even Southampton this year I think yeah. will be a much better outfit than everything because mm. they, they have styles of play and and the, the squad there that's been there, everything are still trying to fit square square pegs into round holes. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Kieran Thorne made a good point there in the chat that Hamez will bring new fans to Everton, so commercially it could be a very good signing. And yeah, that does make a bit of sense, but if it goes wrong, you know, Hamez is not coming off the back of a successful period of his career. He's, he's, he could have been nearly picked up by anyone that was willing to pay the wages, so it does have its... Um, mm. It does have its its risks. Darren, I'll come to you. Um, Everton's business, Shawnee touched on about their, their signings he'd made. I don't think they've made any defensive. I think they brought John Joe Kenny back from Schalke to go to Roy Full. And I don't think they've made any attacking um, transfers. Do you think they've done enough? Or was it the midfield, the main area they needed to work on for you? No, I think defensively. Um, I think what Shawnee said there was... Um, you touched on it. It's very scatter going from Everton. I mean, they've spent, I'd say, easily over five hundred million on transfers in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, so it's wow. crazy. I mean, what's the highest they finished? I mean, not getting to Europe, not winning any major honours, not getting the finals. So um, I think defensively, I think Michael Keane wasn't assigned a new contract for them new recently. Yeah, so um, yeah. yeah, so they would have been fairly placed. He was linked away with a 
a couple of times of moving on. But Alan, I do rate. I think he's, Shawnee said, we went for him. We would have liked to get him last season. Um, very experienced player. But as Grace said, I think he's won. I mean, he's only 29. He's, he's played under Angelotti before. It's going to be different when I'm coming into the Premier League. Um, and then James Rodriguez, I think, yeah, short sales would bring something different to Everton. But, I mean, two World Cups ago, he was came over brilliant, got a big move to Madrid, to Colombia, and then went to Bayern Munich and hasn't worked out at that elite level. So Everton's probably the best destination for him. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about Everton. I think I, I'd be actually in fear that they possibly were all to spend and with their wages, if the shit hits the van, become possibly another lead. It's a big club, but um, you know, it's it's the spending, the transfer, or the wage bill they have there, the transfers they spend. It's crazy. Like you compare that to Liverpool, where Liverpool have probably spent under a hundred million pound less spend the last five years, and Everton have crazy. So. Money isn't everything, and money doesn't buy success as Everton of well proved. Yeah, very true. That's a very good point, actually, from Darren, because like it's not sustainable. Everton's wage bill is absolutely mental at the moment, no. and that sort of environment is not sustainable without any sort of success. Like the the difference Europa League money would have made to Everton, but there's literally been zero return on investment for Moshiri's money. Literally, I think Arley's gotten a Liverpool as two blue Liverpool boards on the on the building yeah. down on the dock, and that's about it. That's all he has to show for it. Yeah. And people are banging away in the chat, the chat as well. Everything are going nowhere with that stocking and goal either. Yeah, he's fucking brutal. Yeah. He's absolute pound yeah. and that's the the first thing they should have done was upgrade on him because he, I know we'll slag him. We always slag him. You know the little arms, all this sort of stuff, but he's terrible. And once they have him in goal, I don't think they can do too much. They have to build that sub sub fucking the aquatic stadium as well that they're trying to build. I mean, I don't know what their plans are, what they're thinking, but they're just getting zero return. So yeah. it's mad. Another mad transfer that I want to go and I got the Grizz on this one. Leo Messi. Sorry, Grizz, disturbing your drink there. Leo no, Messi no, no. to, to Man no, City. Ah, that's all right. Leo Messi to Man City looks like it's probably hitting the skids now. Uh, what do you make of that one? Exactly what we made of it <laughs> when it, the story came out. A uh, load of messy attention-seeking, load of messy wanting his way, whether it be through wages, which I doubt, but through a power sort of vacuum, and he's, that's it. He's got what he's probably needed or he's probably been... But I'd say it, it was the first time that he actually would have made the move if it was possible. But Messi, you know, Messi's... Uh, you know, you can tell he comes across as, you know, a very emotional, passionate guy, you know, on the pitch. You know, he gets ruffled very easily. He's very, he's very, um, well, he gets ruffled very easily by Robbo. But um, but he's, he's the kind of chap that sort of, you know, sometimes sort of, he doesn't come across, you don't see it, but he's a very, very power-hungry fella. You can tell he, you know, the way ex-strikers, ex ex-forwards talk about him. You know, they, they, they give away secrets into his, into his character, into his personality. And he's a man who wants it his way every single time, every single day, you know. Um, I personally think Barcelona would have been better off having a clean, clean sweep, but obviously they haven't. And good luck to them if they, if they want to continue with Messi, as it seems they will. Apparently, he's just agreed to another season, which is weird. I can't see... I can't even even the likes of Man City coming in for an, another uh, again for uh, uh, next year because how old will it be thirty four next 44, season? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's a strange one that he's agreed to stay for another year, apparently. Uh, these are all apparently, because that's what happens at yeah. Barcelona, it's all apparently. But look, we, we I think most of us said he's going to stay at Barcelona, and that's how it's panning out, isn't it? Yeah. Shani, what do you make of the news um, that he's staying um, I'm not shocked. I think Lionel Messi now is going to be the first player manager president in World Football. Look, it was always going to happen. Uh, I don't doubt if the clause wasn't there that he would have. He probably would have left. But uh, the financials are just too big. It's too big of a risk to take on a 23 year old. In my imp- in my opinion, Messi's the greatest footballer I've ever seen in my life, and. Yeah. The, the second best is still miles off. That's how highly I rate Messi. I still think he's an incredible footballer. But um, it was always this was always a political power play. Um, Messi was never going to happen. Man City had a perfect. You can, you can shake your ass out the window to Man City. It's always viable. It's always a viable option because they have so much money. And we've seen with the Neymar deal, the PSG, that these big states can pull off these moves if they are yeah. possible. But in the end, it just wasn't. Um, I, I never saw it to be honest. I didn't. I think I put it up the day it came out. Look, Messi's going to sign a new contract on a million quid a week, and I think that's the route that he's going down. Yeah. He's getting his way there. Look, even Suarez might hang around. I don't, I'd be surprised if Kilman even managed the game yeah, for Barcelona if he even <laughs> if he even made it that far. So, um, yeah, I just hope they, uh, I just hope they continue with that route because Chris said Chris was right in what they said. They do need a complete clear out, but. That would have been riots on the streets had they saw Messi. Yeah, it, it's true. I know some some people in our group and all are, are, don't like him um, at, at Barcelona. But look, I'm, I'm glad he's staying there. I don't want to see him doing it in the wet night in fucking Stoke or any Burnley or any of them places. Let him keep it just, for Barcelona. For me, it wouldn't be. It's just one of them things that wouldn't be right. It was like watching Gerrard playing for LA Galaxy. It never yeah. set well with me. You know what no. I mean? I never. And he regretted I, it as well. He said. He yeah, like said I, he even if he did, like get an extra couple of years of his career, it never set right with me. Like I was the one thinking, no matter what happens with Gerrard, he should play until Liverpool until he can't effectively walk anymore. And. Um, it's just one of them things and it's kind of sad because the end of an era is fast approaching. I know the boys are still doing damage in Europe, but I think the days of the two lads just uh, hovering up Ballon d'Or's might be God. I think it's time for the next generation to, to kind of come along now. The likes of Mbappe's and Sancho's and Neymar's. Yeah. I think it's it's their time to step up now. Yeah, very true, very true. Darren, uh, did you think it was ever a viable move, Messi to Man City? And I know it's not dead yet, but like uh, the way the, the stuff was coming out, uh, do you agree with the lads that the money was just... Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, yeah. quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Too mad on this one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I was in a thing yesterday, I was thinking about saying, well, if Barcelona sell them, even like they take a pay cut of selling them for two or because I think it's release clause, easy like that. He's got a free next year, so wouldn't it be better to just sell him this year and get all that money? They are a club financially not in a great position. Their wage bill is absolutely incredible. 
Um, I didn't think he was ever going to go though, Keith. And I think just what Shani and Grace were saying there is political power. I think he's taken it there by the reins. And it's sad. It's not going to really end well for anybody. It's going to tarnish the great that we know a little bit of him by what's at the happening. Um, I don't blame him for wanting to leave Barcelona, but it all could have been handled a lot better. And it, look, this Messi got messy, didn't it? The whole situation yeah. spoiled out of control. And um, it's just unfortunate. Um, it had to happen that way. But there was, I heard something today about Pep was in Spain um, to meet with Messi and his representatives about uh, bringing him to Man City. Obviously, like, it would have been huge for Pep and the Premier League and Man City to bring a player of that calibre in. Um, but I, I never thought it was going to materialise. So, uh, not surprised, to be honest. I agree with the lads there 100%. Um, but we'll see how it goes from here and, and what if, what that will do now with his career going forward because he still has two or three easily years off the top yeah. of his career left. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. It's true. There's, there's more chance of Pep going back to Barca next year than Messi signed for City. That's a good point. Yeah, it was a sort of a now or never thing yeah. at City, wasn't it? Yeah. Because you, how long will Pep last? If they don't win, will he move on? So the, the, the link, it, it's all set up perfect, really, wasn't it? For Messi with Pep Guardiola there, with uh, Chiqui Bagheerestein, with uh, Ferran Soriano, the, the, the familiarity that he'd have the, there, the, the younger squad, the better squad. Up. Yeah. And it just isn't going to work out. Now, I want to move on to something, lads. Uh, we'll be talking about the Genie Tiago stuff in a few minutes, but I just, you'll see put in the chat there something interesting. And it was about the, the Chinese TV money deal, um, the collapse of that and the impact that could have on clubs, uh, finances going forward. Um, Sean, I'll come to you first on this one. What do you make of that? Do you think it's going to have a big deal? And do you think Liverpool could turn it around and, be relieved that they're not borrowing or they're not going mad on spending with that down the pipeline or will someone else take up the slack? Yeah, someone else is going to take up the slack, Keith, because look at the numbers for when the Premier League returned uh, Project Restart. The numbers yeah. were astronomical. There was more eyes on it than ever. And I think the Chinese TV company, they cut their losses because I read that they felt it wasn't the product that they thought they were getting. Now, I'd imagine that every single one of the Premier League clubs would have already adjusted for something like this happening. They would have known. This would have been known from the very start. Like This isn't like you just they flicked up the laptop one day and they said, oh, well, the Chinese are out. Uh, someone will definitely pick up the slack there. Uh, look, it is a loss of revenue, but I don't think COVID, I'm not buying that COVID is affecting any Premier League club to the point where it's going to cripple them and they can't do business. Maybe at the lower end of the championship, and, and League One, but they don't really have to worry about TV deals and TV money. Yeah. Um, the way football is nowadays, there's going to be always someone there to pick up the slack. Even match day revenues, I think if we're probably set to lose seven or eight million in, in match day revenues. Uh, with the talk of us getting us back in in October, the end of October. So yeah. I don't think uh, the effects of COVID, it, it's, it's completely overplayed in the media, the effect of COVID-19 it's going to have on the finances of clubs because all the big clubs are just taking out loans anyway and knowing that they'll get the money back to them as soon as it comes around. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it, it is um, um, overplayed and overstated, I think. Before we move on, we've got 826 people watching us. We've got 259 likes. Lads, if you are in there and you are enjoying the show. Ridiculous ratio, ridiculous it, ratio. It is that's, a, that's no, embarrassing. No, 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 no. 
not everyone subscribes. If you don't subscribe and you like what we do, subscribe, hit the like button, share it, all the good stuff. There's people in here that don't like what we do, don't subscribe. Look, that's fair enough. Um, but if you do like it, just give us a little thumbs up, a little like, and we would appreciate that. It'd be great. Um, Darren, I want to come to you. The a lot of the yep. the money with TV deals. Do you see a scenario where, and we might have touched on this on a previous show, lads? I don't know, but where the Premier League looks at doing their own streaming deal for for Premier League rights? Do you think that's something that could happen? You know, like a Netflix for the Premier League, similar to the NFL and the likes. I to go. Um, I've heard a couple of things before. Like we all have about them trying to stream and do different different deals coming about and potentially even taking over Sky. Um, well, I suppose where there's money, money talks, there's potential that that could always and could happen. Um, but I don't know too much about that, Keith, and I haven't heard a whole lot about it apart from a couple of whispers in the media um, of different things of people coming in and taking over. But I wouldn't, I, I don't hear too much attention to it, to be honest. But um, so again, we'll just wait and see. But with, um, with the COVID, it'd be interesting to see who will want to get into it because as Shani just said there a while ago, um, since the project restart happened, everybody was watching football and the the, the views were incredible and that's obviously a lot to do with fans not going to games as well, you know? Yeah, it, it's an interesting one. Grizz, what do you make of uh, TV deals and money or is that not something that will concern, we should be concerned about um, going forward? Do you think Liverpool will always be all right in that sort yeah. of things? That's it. That's exactly it. I mean, we, you know, we're we're one of the we're one of the teams and clubs that are so well organised, but people don't want to hear that aspect. People, kids, don't want to hear that side of things. You know, it's like sort of there may be panic stations in certain clubs. I mean, I know Shawnee thinks that, you know, it's, it's Premier League's clubs won't be affected. I think there will be. I think there will be some that will be sort of worried or scared to go big and, you know, especially the ones that we've mentioned, we've mentioned some of the teams that have, like Everton and Arsenal and Spurs, that have taken out 130, 120 million pound loans, you know. Um, we haven't. We're, we're in such a strong position. We don't need to take out these loans because of the uncertainty, because of this, and this is another part of the uncertainty, you know, TV deals, TV money, when the crowds are coming back in, we've all, We've all taken this into account, and Klopp alludes to it quite a lot in his press conferences. But interestingly enough, he did say something at the end where of his last press conference, I think it was, where he said, like, we know where we are now kind of thing. So he's got a better understanding of the whole scenario, about the whole financial scenario with regards to COVID or whatever. And it'll be interesting to see how we go forward. But definitely, we're one of the clubs and teams that don't have to worry about anything like this. We're in good hands from that aspect. But yeah, Grace, how how Grace, how how dramatic is it if Arsenal let fifty five people go and now just talking them spending eighty million on two midfielders? Like you know what I mean? How how serious is it? Like this is being used as an excuse as well. Hundred percent, I agree. What what yeah, COVID nineteen has shown businesses and football clubs is exactly who is expendable in these moments. Four loads. Yeah. There's no need for them. You can make get someone else to do double the work, and that's horrible. It is fucking a very capitalist thing to say that's just the truth these are businesses at the end of the day yeah like we we all see liverpool as a a socialist club and we like to think that it it still identifies with the fans the same way the spirit of shankly did and all of that shankly's the bill shankly boys i'm sorry to say it's gone 
football is a business now more than anything else. These are being run like businesses. And you see us like people are going on about boy to sell and Liverpool not strengthening in a position of uh, power. Well, I just I had a little look today just out of curiosity. And I was just trying to see what sort of business, because United won 13 Premier League titles under Alex Ferguson. And I was trying to see what sort of business they were doing when they were winning title after title. And don't for, don't forget, Ferguson is heavily lauded about his ability to build multiple squads to go on and mill to dominate in Europe and in England. And if you go back and look, you can check it, because I looked at it myself. Whenever United won the league, there was only ever one big one in the door the next summer. And by big... You wouldn't even say big because they won the league in 4 5 and then they just brought Carrick in. And the net spend was always, always yeah. in and around 20, 30 million. They never went mad. They never went mad. Even when they, uh, there's one somebody brought in Farlan and Farlan, Veron and Van Nistelrooy. And I think they spent like 70 million on the trade. And in the end, they just pawned Farlan off. The summer that they lost Ronaldo. They just bought a lot of different lads. They they were just buying. It was always in and around the same way. Like the clubs are being ran the exact same way. You know it was throughout the nineties and the two thousands. But people are going, oh, what the fuck is going on here? Why aren't we spending money? Why aren't we strengthening from a position of power? Because we don't actually need it. That we only need filler. We need a few players here or there. Genie goes and Thiago comes in. I reckon. All right. So if you put Thiago into that eleven now. Who in that forced eleven do you think? Oh well, we maybe should take him out. The fourth people are going to go to Gomez. Joe Gomez is going to be the fourth part to call. Do we get another second choice centre half or another partner for Virgil? It's really we're in a tough position. People like don't be listening to what journalists and all are saying. It's nothing got to do with finances. The club never said they hadn't got money. They the club just need to be clever because they went with the whole fallout line. So they don't want to be seen to be to be hypocrites by going, yeah, exactly. We tried to fall out the, the match day staff, what probably causes 1.2 million a match day. So there's one match day every what, sometimes three weeks, home, home, I say every three weeks. Well, just being clever, there's time left in this window. Klopp said it himself, be patient. Now, on the other hand, if we get to October 5th and we're looking at the squad and the issues haven't been addressed, then you can look and say, okay, well, why hasn't it been? Then you can ask questions. And John made a great point there. Social media wasn't around in the 90s, wasn't around the 2000s. Yeah. So current squad players didn't have to deal with the shit. Like, yeah. I'd say Jeannie Wijnaldum put up a tweet today about training with with um, with the Netherlands. And there was people in his, in, his, in his mention saying, get out of club, this and that. Absolutely no respect. No yeah. respect. At the end of the day, they are human. Jeannie Wijnaldum was Liverpool Football Club. Absolutely yeah, yeah. nothing. He's been an incredible servant. And if he is to go, I'd like to think it's on his terms. I think the contract situation has has fucked both us and him up. So now we're being forced into this move. Mm. Thiago is available. I think if Thiago wasn't available, then maybe the situation might be different. But now Liverpool hold all the aces. Mm. And that's all it is. So just... Sit tight and relax. We have another yeah. month to go. If, the, if it hasn't been addressed, I'll put my hand up and say, look, what's going on there? Questions need to be asked, but we're not even near there yet. I think the dominoes are starting to fall now. 
Yeah, Darren, you are looking to come in there. Touching on what you said there, yeah, Sean, you just touching on what you said about financial spending. Like, I mean, it was Mourinho come in in the 2004-2005 season at Chelsea? That's only when it really started, when Abramovich exactly. was in. Chelsea done it, then City done it. They were going scatter going, it was crazy. United never done it. Now that Klopp's come into Liverpool, a lot of people are feeding into the whole social media thing and the whole thing of, oh, well, City done it, Chelsea done it, when they were winning. But look, to me, it's nonsense. Um I think Klopp has been so clever in this. I mean, you look at like our finances compared to other finances and what we've achieved. So the proof's in the pudding. You know what I mean? Like we didn't have to go. Um, we've got, we've won the major honours. We've spent less than a hundred million pound less spent. And the, as you go back to Genie Wijnaldum, I mean, Genie has been a great servant for us. I'd like to still think we can keep him. He hasn't come out and said he's going to go. The club haven't said they're going to sell them. So you have to give respect on his name. I mean. He's he's been incredible for us. We see him all the time on social media. He's smiling. He's a great character. He's been great amongst the team. He's one of our more dedicated, reliable, committed players. He's missed our reliable, really. He's made over 140 appearances in his four or five seasons. That was, he's got a couple of important goals. Um, we go back to Barcelona, Roma, the huge goals he got. So I think he does deserve respect no matter what happens in his with his deal now or whether he stays or goes. So... Um, We'll wait and see what happens, but look, there's still one and a half weeks to go on the transfer market. We haven't panicked before. We're not going to do it now. Hold on, I just I just want to say something there. I, I have to. I, I'm calling this out. This is the, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen, and I hope he's joking. Elias Santos there says, if Thiago signs for Man United, I'm blowing my season ticket to Smithereens once I get back. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever read in my life. Seriously. Yeah, literally watching. I don't know how old you are, Elliot. Judging by the comment, I'm I'm gonna say you're younger than I am. This is the best Liverpool team you're likely going to see. If you're in a privileged position to have a a, a season ticket to go and see them every week, then fucking be happy that you have it, and don't be going mad because we might not sign one player. Do you understand how ridiculous that sounds? Look at what Klopp's trying to do here. This whole from doubters to believers, and then you still have shy coming out like that. Like that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. For the first time in your life, you're going to go to get to see Liverpool as Premier League champions defending the title at Anfield. And look, you're saying they're going to blow your season ticket up when you haven't been in the ground since fucking March. Mm. Like, do you understand how silly that sounds? Honestly, from the outside looking in, it looks ridiculous. I hope you're joking, pal, because <laughs> that's just madness. That's a mad thing to say. Honest it- to God. It's in the nature but of the sort of it touches on the social media thing as well, doesn't it? The reactionary mm. sort of rage for these things. I mean, if Liverpool don't sign Thiago, it's because Liverpool don't sort of pursue it. If you know, there's no other way that Thiago doesn't sign for Liverpool. So, you know, keep your season ticket, mate. Don't don't uh, throw the baby out with the bathwater on it. Mm. Just chill out. If they don't sign Thiago, it's because they ultimately choose that they're not going to pursue him. So they have other ideas. Grizz, oh, I'm glad we're on to Genie now because, you know, it's it's the big news at the moment. And I know it's something that, that we've spoke about a lot recently, but the, the news is starting to trickle out now, isn't it? Like the the journalists in the local patch are starting to report sort of what we said. So, uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was probably our first show that we've done in this series of transfer shows where we said, look, and we said there will there will be a discussion to be had around the Gini situation. Now, I've, what Darren and Shawnee have said, I can't add much to it. It's just, it will just be boring for the listeners because I'll be repeating myself. But what, a couple of things I will 
add to that and and it's and it's it's about the Ginny situation and we said i mean shawnee touched on um, the fergie era where it was all, one of the secrets of his successes was when to replace a player i mean that was his one of his biggest successes so so for example the inces and the kanchelskis and the hughes all great names but he knew exactly when to replace him even david beckham i think none of us none of us will ever say a bad word about Gino Ronaldo uh, an absolute immense immense soldier for Klopp and Liverpool you know you can tell you know he, he absolutely loves it there as Darren touched upon you know always smiling and off, off you know off, off off the pitch is just as friendly and everything and but you know we can't have it all our way you know when we always say these things about Jurgen Klopp and Pep Linders being with the players knowing them every day every night every session um you know the analytics team knowing exactly what kind of numbers they're pulling out in training in matches you know um we said and I and I particularly was I thought I was going to be controversial at the time but lo and behold it's coming to fruition now where I said fruition sorry I've said fruition before and I've got caught it's fruition it's coming to fruition now where where Genie, um, a conversation had to be had about Genie, because we did offer him a deal. We did offer him. All right, all right, Kat. <laughs> Has to highlight fruitation. it. Fruitation. Uh, yeah, he should be having some fruitation while he's on his diet. I can't. Um, we we uh, we offered Genie a contract. We offered him terms. We offered him contract. Now. Absolutely, he's in his right to refuse that because, all right, FSG have got him on a cheap wage, seventy thousand a week, I believe, and that's nothing in this day and age for a player like Ginny. But FSG got away with it, right? Say what you want, but they're smart, basically, right? So, as, as we've discussed, they're smart businessmen. Now it came for a new extension. Ginny expected to minimum double that, but we weren't, you know, we're not prepared to double it, taking everything into consideration. The fact of the matter is, Gini has refused to extend. We have offered him a deal. Now, the the out of the press, we're finding out that talks have stalled, and the reason for those talks to to have stalled is because okay, we are thinking ahead. We are thinking okay. We've spotted, we've noticed Tiago running up into a similar situation with Bayern, where he's being offered, and Klopp has blatantly, blatantly had a word with. With uh, 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 Tiago at the same time to said, "Hold your horses. I may have. Uh, I want interest. You. I want to bring you to Liverpool." So as as it's played out in the press, you can see a kind of sort of both clubs in similar situations. Both players have given absolute brilliant service to their clubs. Gini to us, um, Tiago to them, and both clubs won't want to part on bad ways. So they will want to do. And be happy with the players' wishes. The only complicated side to that, to those two, to, to the both fields being absolutely smooth, plain sailing, is I still think Ginny doesn't want to leave Liverpool. That's the thing. Ginny's very happy to stay there and get a lovely paycheck. And why not? It's going to be his last deal. He's run marathons for us, marathon after marathon for us. He's entitled to sort of go out on his terms, as Shawnee says. And no one would begrudge him that. But this is where we become a bit ruthless. And do you remember we talked about there comes a point in Liverpool, FSG, even Klopp, 
lovely fella and everything, hugs and all that, but he's got to turn into a, a, a ruthless fucker like Fergie did at times. And maybe, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying maybe this is the first of that sort of side to him. You know, this is the first side to where he really puts down his, you know, uh, uh, um, sort of energy and says, uh, I I don't want to mm. sort of waste any time. If Ginny's not going to sign, I love him to bits. He's brilliant, but let's get the money in and let's improve uh, possibly, you know, arguably the team, the first 11 would be improved with Thiago in. And that's how I see it now. It's just a business decision. There's nothing, we don't need to get too emotional. We get too emotionally wrapped up in these kind of things. You know, Ginny, we love Ginny and everything. But I think for the long term, it possibly could be a very, very wise business decision. Because I actually believe, and I do believe this, guys, I actually believe if we get money in for Ginny, I think it gives us scope to bring in another player as opposed to sort of, so we've got a left back, we've got Thiago. I think we would have probably ended up with just a centre-back or a forward. I think this possibly gives us scope to bring in another two. That's true. That's true. And um, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the chat there about, you know, someone saying Genie's not the be-all and end-all. And and that's an unfortunate, you know, people can have their opinions. We don't tell people how they should think on this show. But, you know, people need to respect players who, a player who's come in, has changed position, has run through walls, has, has never really let us down, you know. And for people to be, you know, saying, oh, he doesn't deserve this or he doesn't deserve that, it's disgraceful, really. But look, people are entitled to their opinion, they're entitled to say that. Um. The Thiago one looks like, you know, people think it's... And I keep flip-flopping on this one. You know, maybe Liverpool are trying to get the price down. But the more I'm thinking about it, the links that come up that not Liverpool, they just don't last. It, to me, it looks like it's a done deal and, and everyone has been told. So I think people probably just need to relax on the Thiago front. It looks like that's going to come come true. But before we finish up, lads, I just want to touch on one link that's come uh, and uh, the name that gets thrown in the chat for weeks now and it's been in the chat tonight a lot and that's um, Pat and Daka off RB Salzburg. There we scored a couple against us there last week. Sean, you'll come to you. What do you make of the link? Is it an interesting one to you? And is this the type of deal you see Liverpool going for more than, let's say, Adama Traore, who also gets linked? Do you think the DACA one is more likely? Yeah. Well, we talk about Thiago not being your typical FSG signing, but I think DACA, like, could, if you had to make a signing in the wall now, he'd be the most FSG signing you've ever seen because um, there's obviously a good relationship there between Liverpool and Leipzig. Now, tell, truth be told, I know we played them twice last year in the Champions League. One thing, I never, I never even, there was a lot of players on that team that I liked. The Saboloi, there was Minamino and there was Wang. They all impressed. And Haaland, obviously, yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't see Anna, this DACA kid. But what I did realise is that when Haaland left, he completely filled the void and he was scoring goals at a higher rate than Haaland was even in Austria. So as you do, I had a look at him and then as soon as I, at the 20 seconds of the clip, I was like, ah, makes sense why we're going for this kid. He's like a striker version of Mane, like really versatile. Mm. He's scoring goals from all different types of positions. His, his hold-up play looks excellent. He looks great bringing players into the game. He's 21, someone said there. He plays against all the front three. And coming from Salzburg, obviously the price is going to be far more favourable to FSG than, say, 
even in Ismail Assar, who who has had one good season in the Premier League, they're looking for forty million for him, and and Adama Troyare, who I just think is a complete mismatch for yeah. what we're trying to do. I don't think Adama Troyare is a a type of player that we should be in for at all. And I know the talk is that Klopp loves him, and I I, I get that, but I just don't see how Troyare operates in a top outfit like Liverpool, where the game is not based on us just hitting you on the counter. Yeah. We're going to be playing against teams with, who have 11 men behind the ball. Like Has Adamo Troyare got that instinct to, to pop the ball off around the corner, off a of 1-2 of, of Firmino? I'm not sure. I, I've never seen it from Troyare, but this DACA kid looks like uh, one with a lot, a lot of potential. And I think it's a, a transfer that might have, have legs, I think, the longer this goes on. Um, that could be a possibility and then look at the very least that is a great card for us to use against Watford for any negotiation we might have for Sar because there's a viable option there so yeah, uh, I'd lo- one I'd like to keep an eye on yeah that's true that's true Darren I'll come to you now on the, the same sort of thing um, Dake strongly linked um, as we've heard and Traore and Sar are the other the other ones that get um, the name Sort of throwing about, but as Sean touched on there, it, the the money involved, like how easy would it be to ploy ploys Adama Triara from Wolves for a decent fee? I mean, it's not realistic, is it? They're going to look for big bucks mm. for him. No, and realistically, is he going to come in and be a squad player? I mean, um, I think Daka certainly has great potential around it. He's a young Zambian, um, Zambian striker. He's a bit of experience now internationally. He's only 21. Um, I mean, goals for fun. He stepped into since Haaland left Salzburg that role. As Shani just touched on, he's been excellent. I've seen a little bit of him clips, don't know a lot about him, but it does certainly have every that that would more likely be an FSG sign and going for Traore um, or Star. But I think Star would cost £40 million, and the reason why is because Watford bought him for £30 million only last season. He's done very well. Um, and particularly against us, um, he got two great goals against us. Should have scored against us at Anfield. He hadn't got a shooting boots on that day. But um, I, I, to be honest with you, Sar, yeah, I think again he'd be a good. What I like about Sar is his Premier League experience. Again, he's young, bit of international experience. He's done reasonably well for Watford. Um, I think the two, two of them, Jacket and Sar, would be happy to come in as squad players and backup. Um, and they would be more of FSG's signings, let's say, but. Start for forty million. I'm not so sure whether they pay that. I think Daka would be a lot cheaper. Um, and we'd have to see what happens with it. But I think out of three, definitely him. Traore, not a hope. Um, there was links of him last season when he was doing great by Wolves. He came on a couple of times against doors, played well. But he's he's not a Liverpool player. And is he going to come to Liverpool and probably play on handful games a season, come on in games? It'd be great to have a player like him, but um. He, he doesn't fit FSG mole sign and, and I don't he's not going to be at Liverpool not soon and anyway we're, all, we're almost becoming like the next step business it's like a hierarchy with those Red Bull clubs I think yeah. you can go from New yeah, York yeah. to Salzburg to Salzburg yeah Salzburg to Leipzig yeah. and then if you're good enough you go from Leipzig or Salzburg to Liverpool so we should just call us Red Bull Liverpool if that was to happen yeah. um, Elliot yeah. makes a great point there Minamino has been excellent in pre-season, so yeah. there's, there's every chance that he kicks on and gives us something that we hadn't really got last year from the from the bench. But yeah, yeah. Daka, I'm excited now having seen 
10 yeah. minutes of on YouTube, I'm, I'm fully invested on us spending millions of euros on them. <laughs> Grizz, what Is do you make any, of um, What's the price tag? I th- I someone was saying between 20, 25, around that mark. So yeah. when they when they sold us Minamino, they were just delighted that we done business with them. So we'll probably get them for about six. I'd be happy enough with that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I haven't I haven't heard the link. I've just read uh, on social media. I haven't heard anything about it. Um, don't know much about the player to be honest with you. One that slipped my neck, bastard. Um, <laughs> but but um, but the record. Some one of the one of the listeners of viewers put up his record, and that's a stunning record. That's that's Harlan levels of goal scoring, man. Mm-hmm. So he must be some talent. Of course, we saw him against us, but I think we were still tipsy in that first half when he tore us to shreds. Um, so it's difficult to make a call on the level of player and sort of. But, it, but going by the stats and what the lads are saying, um, sounds a prospect. I, I can't. I think it's more more of one of those to keep an eye on as opposed to sort of this window or in the in the next window even. You know, maybe a couple of windows time or three windows time. It's one to keep an eye on. I'd say, I don't think there's anything happening with that with with, with regards to him. <laughs> the other two fellas are the ones that we. Um, the other two fellas are the ones we really want. Um, when I say really want, really have put in firm inquiries for. Um, I know Shawnee and uh, Darren have just slaughtered Traore, but you know I'm going to have to just um, sort of go against the grain and say I think. Um, I think I'm intrigued to see him under Klopp. I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely intrigued. He'd have to lose a lot of that muscle because at the moment, you know, he's Mr. Olympia, but he's got to he's got to come down a little bit and sort of, you know, he's looking like me at the moment. He can't be looking yeah, like me, you know. That, yeah. yeah, he's got to he's got to he's got to yeah. settle down a little bit with the muscle. He's doing the keto as well. It's like, do you know what I mean? But um, I just don't get the oil treatment that he gets. I need someone to give me that the oil massage treatment that he gets. Yeah. then I'm grand. But um, but Klopp really likes Traore, man. Klopp, he really likes Traore. Uh, he's not one that's come up on our analytics sort of uh, department, sort of flashing up with brilliant stats and numbers. But see, sometimes Klopp goes against that. For example, like the Thiago is Klopp's call. Uh, it's not one that flashed up on, 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 on Edward's laptop. Um, Traore is the same. But Saar is, is one that definitely to keep an eye on. I know the press have talked about it since, but we talked about it weeks Weeks ago, didn't we? The, the links to Saar. Um, so I think them two are possibly ones to keep an eye on more than um, uh, Simon Packer. Was his name Simon Packer? Simon Packer. Packer. That'll do. It's close enough. Yeah. Pat and Dacker, yeah, it was... yeah, that's the one. But um, I, think, I think the other two lads, even though their price range for maybe this window, maybe not. See, that's what I'm saying. With, with, this, with this genie money, it's intriguing how we sort of tackle this last few weeks, we could bring in an attacker and surprise a few people. Um, both players would be happy to be sort of understudies to the main men. Um, I'm still not sure Brewster's going to stay. I'm still not sure Origi um, is going to say, what's, what's, what's the drunk fella saying? Now he's always drunk. <laughs> it looks like you have yeah, the whole really way away. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it's intriguing. Um Options open. I mean, this fella, I know you asked particularly about this fella, but I don't know much about him. But going by his record, he looks some fine. Um, I think he's one to keep an eye on probably in the yeah. future. 
Everyone go on YouTube, Simon Pate after this, and you can see what Grizz is seeing. Gonna end up watching Blade Simon and Garfunkel playing <laughs> yeah. compilations or something. The thing, the thing, the other thing with Troy Arde is like you'd kind of entertain Troy Arde coming to Liverpool if the price was yeah, the price was is fair. But the price is played mental. They're asking for mad money. They're asking for seventy five to anywhere to one hundred fifty million. Like so, it, it's just, it's. It's you know too big they, of a gamble for me. Do you, know you know what it is? They are asking for around the 60... Look, realistically, forget the 100. They're asking for 70 million. Um, when we did we're not going to pay 70 million for a fella who's... That can only loan. No, I, I agree we're not going to pay 70. But 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 then again, you are got to remember, Wolves haven't made any signings. And I was chatting to a few Wolves guys, and they were saying the reason for that is they've financially a bit stuck as well and you know and, and that and that ties in with sort of them selling dirty for 15 million well they I mean, didn't make Europa even did they no they didn't you see no, that's, so, that's damaging for them so, in the same so, way it would yeah. so I was trying to him and I was saying 70 million because you got to remember they they were literally his agent was sort of offering him about I'm talking about Jimenez right so when you hear mm. stories like that the players are being offered out sort of to clubs you know, Juventus were sort of um, rumoured to be interested until they realised it's not a free transfer. Fucking Juve. Um, you know, other clubs as well. But you've got to see what they ask for and what they realistically may accept behind closed doors. They also had held a very strong interest in Origi. Um, so, you know, you never know with these kind of deals. I know 70 million right now is, a, is too much for us. But if that sort of... We, as I said, and we've said again, as we go deep into the window and they have fun and they're still stuck for cash, you know, we're, we're one of the few clubs in a position where we can strike. And I think we will come up with a surprise or two. The interesting thing I think to look at, I think price is key on all of these and Sarah 40 million is a bit too high, but they're looking at selling the core to Everton for 22. And that seems low considering... The links, you know, he was linked with PSG, he was linked with a lot of teams last year. You know, have they, I know they paid, as Darren said, they paid 30 million for, for Sarah, but that could impact, yeah. um, you know, they might be talking 40 million, but when it comes down to, and I think that's one that might go further down the line, that might be a later in the, yeah. in the window deal that we might look to get through but it's one to keep an eye on I agree 70 million for the damage RA is too much he, he doesn't have the all around game I think to play he's a good option he's a good alternative but for 70 million even for 50 million it's it's a lot of money for someone that would be an impact so basically you know it just seems a bit yeah. extreme doesn't it Um yeah right lads yeah it's 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 a you know a lot of money but here look We'll leave it there, lads, because we've been an hour and 12 minutes in. Uh, the chat's been hopping tonight. Uh, well done to everyone in there. It's brilliant to see loads of new names and new faces. And hey, look, if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do it now. If you like the show, you won't miss them. Hit the like button. Someone was giving out about begging for likes. Hey, we don't beg for likes. We're just saying, if you like the show, hit the like button. It, it doesn't cost you anything, and it does help us out, um, which we, you know, that's all we ask. I don't think it's too much to ask, but however, it's it, begging. I don't think so. But look, it's been a great show tonight. There's been loads to talk about. Um, Grizz, thank you very much for coming on. Looking extra HD and extra lean. Thank you. 
I think you need to work on getting oiled up next time, like a damn triore. You've made this promise. I'm looking, into it. I'm looking into it. Good man, Akik will sort you out with a five, uh, <laughs> a five pound drum of vegetable oil, or you'll be sorted. Yeah. Shawnee, pleasure as always. Keith, thanks very much, Pat. No worries, no worries. And Darren, I hope it wasn't uh, too bad for you on your first uh, show with us tonight. No, it was a good debut. Um, gentlemen, thanks a million and all the best in the future and keep up the great work and content you still. Um, I really mean that. It's quality stuff, lads. Thanks for tonight. Thank you, We'll leave it at that. We've been the LFC Day Trippers. This has been the Transfer Agenda Show and we'll bid you all good night. If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy. And it's May. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Accept no substitutes. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Sports Social Podcast Network.